You want me to jump into this shit or what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. You guys are fucking ready. Let's fucking do it. Antonio, are you fucking ready? Just fucking do it. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Call to order. Trailer Park Podcast 126 is now in session. Uh, per- okay. Permission to speak? Uh, permission <laughs> granted to Cousin Daniel, participant One. and co-host of uh, Trailer Park Podcast 126. Please go ahead. 126. <laughs> wow. Amanda? 126 has an energy of a lion. It's courageous, but also cautious. <laughs> yeah. And demerits for mockery. <laughs> I'm I'm here. Hello. Hello, welcome, Amanda. Intern, what say you? Uh, hello. You know, riveting Objection. as always. <laughs> Objection sustained. Get out. I was just trying to think about how I could say being here is uh, a torture unto itself, but but you it enjoy. just came out hello. You it is not torture. You enjoy being here. Admit it. Yeah, yeah, I like to get spanked, you know? Yes, you do. Also, you are still here because you can't get a job anywhere else. You remain an intern. I just you're a masochist. That too. Enjoy a good thrashing, a verbal thrashing. Yeah. You like to, you like to situate yourself in there, you know? Get yourself planted, then you start to feel comfortable. And then the rest of it just seems like it's too much work. That's why he's still here. Just washes over me, yeah, you know? Vicious just... verbal fisting. <laughs> It's my favorite kind of fisting. <sighs> what do you guys want from me? You What do you want? You want to know the mathematical significance of 126? Fine. It's like a lion. Fine. You know what? There are exactly 126 crossing points among the diagonals of a regular nonagon. You asked? <laughs> What's a nonagon, Nathan? There are 126 Nine. different ways to partition a decagon into even polygons by diagonals. There you go. What? What's a nonagon? You're getting hung up on the first thing here. I know, it's because I don't know what it is. A nonagon? A decagon makes perfect sense. In geometry, a nonagon is a nine-sided polygon. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. There are exactly... I learned something today. 126 positive integers that are not solutions of the equation. You guys asked for this. It's, <laughs> it's the seventh magic number in nuclear physics. What more do you want? Is there 126 <laughs> yards on a football field? No, there's 100. What about from the end of the the touchdown zone? What about like a Canadian football field? 110. What if on the diagonal? Add them together and, <laughs> and shaped it to nine sides. Nonagon. How many how many integers are there? <laughs> In numerology, the number 126 has energy that has a concern for the welfare of humanity, but more than that, it also determines what needs to be done, sometimes by consulting with others, but generally self-determined. <laughs> Why? Oh, 126. <laughs> what is the sexual position for 126? Looks over us. Oh, man. Uh, dry masturbation in front of one of those cheap Jesus candles from the corner store. <laughs> so specific. Are, is the candle still in the corner store? Ooh. 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 
that's like 126 plus. Yeah. Better hang on to that one. That's the premium content. You know Why what? Why Because you don't want to get all fucking gross and sloppy in front of the Lord. That's what 127's for. Be respectful. The sloppy version in front of the Lord. You know, it's been a long time since we played the uh, roundtable music. Let's do that. remember that it's nice yeah smooth yeah just lets you ease into it so that we can talk about stuff we've watched and nerd out about it who wants to do it first yeah i think now well let's get interns boring crap out of the way excellent idea i uh i decided that it's uh halloween month you know and so i'm trying to watch some some horror films that i haven't seen and ass. I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and which, it was uh, very good. Uh, 1978. Okay. With uh, Donald Sutherland, um, a person who I thought was uh, Margot Kidder, but it's not. Uh, Brooke Adams, I think. Margot Kidder is Amityville. Yeah, they look the same to me. And as much as I love Sutherland, like he's one of those guys that, like, right now is 85, and if you go 45 years back in his uh, filmography, he's 74. Like he's just perpetual guy. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He, he did seem older, although Leonard Nimoy seemed older than Donald Sutherland in this. Anyway, uh, it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen the first one, so maybe I'll watch that sometime. Or uh, it's a Nicole Kidman's one. Nicole Kidman's one. Does that have a different name? Is it, I think it, is it maybe just called Invasion? Uh, I don't know. She's she's. I'm pretty sure she's in. <clears throat> Cole hmm. kid. I'm looking this up. Carry on. Uh, and I also watched Dracula the other night. Bram Stoker's Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. How how bad is is Keanu Reeves in it really? Oh, I don't know. I've seen it so many times that I don't have. I just let it happen. It happens. It's good. It's a fun movie to watch. Every Halloween, you know, one of those. It's turning into a Silence of the Lambs type thing, which happens. Every year around this time. I feel like I should watch the original Amityville again. It's so slow. It's such a slow burn. I can't do it. Uh, she was also in Black Christmas, Margot Kidder. Those are two big ones. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, The Invasion. There you go. Oh, you found Dallas it. Seven. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I do want to watch that now. Anyway, uh, that's it for me. That's it for you. Oh, well, let me talk about what I've been doing. <laughs> uh, I... Okay, Andrew, you follow something on Twitter called, what is it, Top 10 Films or something like that? I have no idea. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I got I got this little message that said, uh, intern follows this. Do you want to follow them? So I said yes. And then <laughs> oh, it, no. And then it started spewing out these unknown or lesser known 80s thrillers. And I perked up. I was like, what? What do you mean? Shoot to kill. Starring Tom Berenger and Sidney Poitier. I've never heard of this. 52 Pickup, Roy Scheider. What? So, yeah. I was been, I've been watching lesser-known 80s thrillers, and they're awful. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot to kill, I couldn't finish. It was terrible. Uh, 52 Pickup wasn't bad. First, I recommend the first three quarters of it. 
and uh, No Way Out with Kevin Costner. That one was all right, actually. That one was okay. He gets caught in the Pentagon, and he has, I think it's a remake, and he has to, uh, you know, evade capture while figuring things out. It's one of those movies, but it's in a tight, confined space, and he pulls it off. It's great. I also watched Stakeout with Emilio Estevez and <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, and I've never seen it before. And you know what? Again, these action comedy movies and action movies, it's like they don't know how to do a third act. It's like it's just so bored of the third act. The first two acts, I, I like them a lot, but the third act is atrocious. I don't get it. That's too bad. Well, the whole thing about Stakeout is that he gets involved with the girl that they're watching, Richard Dreyfus, accidentally. And it's like all the hijinks ensue, and it's funny and great and entertaining. But then it turns into a regular cop movie at the end with five foot seven and five foot six Richard Dreyfus and Emilio Estevez <laughs> you know, carrying guns and acting like men. I'm like, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> it was all right up until that point. Acting like men. <laughs> now you got to watch another stakeout they, they throw uh, Rosie O'Donnell in the mix, right? Oh, is that what happens? Oh, good. I will watch that. <laughs> Just for the third act, right? Yeah. And yeah. I have also, on a more serious note, I was, I've been watching uh, Dark, the German television series on Netflix on the treadmill. And it is, uh, it's a wild ride, folks. It's a wild ride. It gets, yeah, it gets crazier than you, than you would expect, just kind of scanning over it. Yeah, it gets deep into the bootstrap paradox. And I didn't know what the bootstrap paradox was until I watched Dark. But it is a theoretical paradox of time travel that occurs when an object or piece of information sent back in time becomes trapped within an infinite cause-effect loop in which the item no longer has a discernible point of origin and is said to be uncaused or self-created, which is basically what predestination was trying but it's a difficult thing to do um, and keep people interested or, or stop them from being overwhelmed with, with confusion, right? And it just kind of like yeah. slowly, it dips your toe into it in season one and then it dips you down into to like your waist in season two and then season three, it just like fucking shoves your face under the water, drowns you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. If, if you're going to watch it, you got to like watch it all the way through. You can't take a big break. You yeah. know, that is yeah. not a good idea. Who the fuck is that person? And what year are they in? Yeah, I would like dip into that with Daniel sometimes, not having watched it. So you want to talk about confused? Oh, well, I mean, there's different timelines, and the same characters exist in all the timelines. But you have to keep yeah, straight. Yeah, like they're who having they are. sex with themselves oh, yeah. and their moms. I don't know. Yeah, it's all it over the was bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there should be a lawsuit. Somebody should file a lawsuit against Netflix for the incest. <laughs> for the incest. The incest cause effect loop. Didn't we say that that's what would have made Back to the Future better? As if he had sex with his mom? <laughs> yeah. And we spent like three hours discussing that fine point. Yeah. And, yeah. Daniel kept going back to it. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw a jab into her, man. Just do it. Just <laughs> get it over with. a jab into her? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. That's not. That's something from my life, not from his. <laughs> okay. That's something my brother used to say to me. When I went out with a girl, he'd be like, how'd it go, man? How'd it go? You throw a jab into her? Oh. Yeah. Like, did, like, I'd be so confused if I was younger. I'd be like, "Like, did I like punch her? Like, Did I punch this woman? Or was this like, was this, like are we talking about fisting again? Yeah. 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 Throw a jab into her. Amanda's like, oh, God. But her husband's, like old, her husband's one dry masturbating in front of Jesus statues. <laughs> and that's totally cool. Well... Yeah. Hey, this microphone is not working, dude. What? It's all droopy. 
Okay. Yeah. But that's have a you, different kind of not working. But have you guys watched anything that you want to talk about? Well, on a little bit. The point is that I watched five seasons of Better Call Saul in rapid wow. succession. Yeah, you did. Rapid fire. Yeah, you did. So I can vouch to the cool billion that uh pretty good. Yeah. It sucks you in. It's just like well, it's weird because I because I binged it. I think I sort of see it differently, obviously, than someone who would have watched it as it came out. Because I'm like, this is two separate shows. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, kind of. The first three seasons are one thing. And then season four is sort of a boring bridge. And then it just like slaps you in the face in season five. Yeah. Yeah. It starts getting starts morphing into closer to what Breaking Bad was mm-hmm. as it, it keeps going. Yes. But I mean, just in terms of like storytelling and the quality of the writing. Is... Oh, yeah. The writing and the act, it's all fantastic. It's great. Yeah. 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 Little word called execution. If you guys remember that one. <laughs> Daniel and I also watched Enola Holmes, which was very cute. Really? Was I also really, watched really, that. Really cute. Really? Yeah. It was uh, from like just based on Stranger Things. Like I hated that actress that plays Eleven. Just something about her, just constantly hate her. And this movie, Enola Holmes, turned me around. That's awesome. She spent all of her money Millie from Bobby. Stranger Things to produce this. Millie Bobby Brown. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really charming. It was a good, like, uh, you know, young adult, like caper. She is the star, you know. Even though Henry Cavill is in there playing Sherlock, he's very much like kind of in the background. That's and it cool. was, you know, it was, it was, there was enough going on, enough mystery, and enough like action. It was kind of like a, like a like a kid's. I don't know. It had an Indiana Jones vibe to it, honestly. All right. Did you guys? Man, um... I've, I've cascaded through a couple of shows here. Let's see. Uh, Lovecraft Country. Man, I go up and down on that show. I guess I'm just riding it out to the end to see where we go because it's fucking so weird and so many clashing tones. So much. So much. I don't know. One minute they like have a really badass way of interpreting things, and then the next they're just on the nose, and it's annoying. But I can't. We'll need a final decision when the show is it, uh, Race is by it, Wolves. Is it, is it like a Black Mirror type experience? No, because it's all like one arcing plot. They all you know take place together in the same like storyline. They're not just separate anthology stories or whatever. It's just really bizarre. It's definitely nothing else like it. That's for sure. Um, Race by Wolves fucking awesome if you need some sci-fi in your life go watch it great uh massive amount of budget on it everyone does a fantastic job it's got a badass storyline that you think goes one place and then it goes another place then it goes another place like, is there a full season that, of that, that, that got, did, a, did a whole season get released of that yep yep 10 episodes it just i think it ended just last week or something so you can go watch the full season right now if you want to cool <clears throat> and then uh what are we in right now we're watching ratchet right now oh yeah and that is very much like a super stylish soap that's old. So a little bit. Every- and then for movies, like there's nothing. I tried. I tried a couple of like random horror movies off of Netflix that I'd never seen or heard of before. And they were both like absolute garbage. Not even worth remembering their names. I think one was called Spiral. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And I was like, what? Book of Saw? Nope. Right. <laughs> nope. No, that was not that. That was not that. Well, that's pretty solid roundtable. I don't know about you guys, but maybe we should... Uh... Rapid fire! <laughs> I'm going to do this for real this time. I'm going to like throw things out really quickly and like like, like it's rapid fire. Oh, uh, I thought like you were going to like scream it yourself right now and then shoot an actual gun. 
Rapid Fire! Cobra Kai, <laughs> renewed. Season 4, ahead of Season 3 release. Jamie Foxx reprising his role as Electro in the next Spider-Man film. The Boys is getting a spinoff. Rapid Fire. Boys getting a spinoff? Already? Mm-hmm. Wait, two is it going to be called The Men? Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Hilarious. I wonder if it'll be like a tamer thing or just another ultra-violent boys-like show. It'll be called The Lady Boys, and they'll all be trans. That's right. That's right. Uh, Let's see here. I'll give you some more information. So the creator says it's loosely inspired by an element of the comics, which is the G-Men. Part of the G-Men is there's sort of an educational college experience, and we just use that as a jumping-off point, kind of similar to the boys, where we sort of take an initial notion, and then we're going to run with it in our own weird direction. Okay, so younger superheroes at a college or fraternity or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd uh, be set in America's Only. America's Only College for Young Adult Superheroes run by Vought International. Yep. Yep, it's about uh, teenage superheroes in a college. Uh, soups, Nathan. Oh, sorry, soups. Sorry. Yeah, so I don't know how I feel about that. He's hey, a guys. fucking super. <laughs> Cobra Kai is uh, just, they're just signing up for more of that even though season three isn't even out yet. That's how much Netflix is taking hold of Cobra Kai. They're like, people like it. You know, I finally figured out what's bothering me about Cobra Kai. Hmm. I finally figured it out. I was like, they're trying to play like Ralph Macchio and uh, Buddy Lawrence there are like 40. Would you agree with that? They're trying to they're trying to play yeah. them off like they're about 40. Yeah, maybe in the early 40s maybe, yeah. Early 40s, right. But they're actually way older than that you're in their 50s right ralph macchio's 58 (laughs) shut your mouth there's something wrong i was looking at his face i was like there's something like he's something off and that's what it is they're fucking old as fuck it's the jowls his that's what he's he he looks great for his age but there's still something in the jowls where you're like it's it's the jowls yeah i mean zabka's younger uh 54 but that's not younger that's old so it's just not 58. Like, Jesus Christ. And then uh, what's his nuts? Crease. He's 74. Oh, that's younger than I got. I was like 85. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're just, they're older. And it's, there was something bothering me about it. I figured out what it was. Daniel's right. It was a jowls. <laughs> it- Plus, they're supposed to technically be like 47, right? Because it's 30 years after when they were teenagers. Okay. When they fair. were in high school. That's fair. So they're in their late 40s at least. Okay. Yeah, that's better. But still. They're trying to be active, like startup dojos, and they're geezers. Yeah, you're right, though, because like we look at uh, we look at Machio, you're like, man, he is so thin. But no, that that's from just being old. <laughs> just an old thin guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Rapid fire. Henry Cavill, Return of Superman, TV series based on Michael Crichton's Sphere. Wait, were those were those two separate things or one thing? Two two separate things. Okay, I'm rapid. <laughs> I'm doing rapid fire. Right? Yeah, that was that sounded like it was one thing, oh, and all of us were confused. Yeah. yeah, I think when you actually rapid fire, you need at least three items, so we know that there's. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a third one. Uh, Toronto International Film Festival. Mark Wahlberg is going to play in a movie called Good Joe Bell. In it, he plays a grieving father 
who walks across country to speak out against the bullying that claimed the life of the gay son he'd only recently learned to accept. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? Some great music. <laughs> oh, that's just him just, just dancing to that his whole like walk. Good vibrations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> bounds. Just, you know, it sounds like such a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah, if good, good jobble. If there wasn't another movie coming out with two main actresses being lesbians with each other, Intern would probably put this one at the top of his list. What the Wahlberg one? Yeah. No, no, I have no interest. Okay, are you interested in that? Wait, Keep... This is the Mark Wahlberg movie. Because yeah. <laughs> the gay. This is what I'm talking about. I really thought you said Mark Ruffalo. No, that would make more sense. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I mean, I don't want to see it, but that makes sense. But it was Mark Wahlberg. And Superman yeah. killed it was his Mark kid Ruffalo. He was gay? I, I can see him being like, okay, yeah, like after his son dies, like feeling so much guilt that he goes across the country trying to speak out against bullying. But I don't care about him doing you know, that. Like, what <laughs> version of this story is a good one is Rudderless. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. Billy Crudup. If you want to fuck around with messed up shit with kids and... <laughs> dumb stuff then that's the one watch that one you've been Wait, watching is that the one where his kid like killed somebody yeah lots of people yeah i mean yeah, it's, if you watch like kids get bullied to death it's like, no cuties but you know get bullied to death just watch bully would that dude that died no. <laughs> oh jeez. No, i'm not watching brand Wahlberg was in fear you guys yeah i watched that not that long ago it's a good movie no it's, it's not it is not <laughs> it is it's it is the. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a great. Sh- it's a great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, preach. We're preaching it. Okay. Good. <laughs> Line no, it it's up. The opposite of preach. Line and it up. You better queue up when he's fingering her on the roller coaster. It's hot. Oh, I'm excited. I should watch that now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one more rapid fire going into the lineup because it's lineup related. Because this, I'm not kidding this time. Like. Wait. 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 You always just like roll into this. Yeah. Get everyone to close their eyes. And, and open ha- your buttholes. To receive. You want all of your orifices to be in a state of reception right okay. now. I want, and I, yes. want you to, I want you to think about what you think the best lineup possible. Now, Nathan, go. Okay. Okay. I just, I'm po- calling an audible here. Are you guys ready? Close your eyes. I'm going to give you some facts about tonight's lineup. I want you to drink all of it in. And afterwards, you tell me what you think about the potential that we have here tonight. Okay. Every movie in the lineup tonight is R-rated. Every movie in the lineup tonight is between 1 hour and 23 minutes long and 1 hour and 44 minutes long. Every movie in the lineup tonight already has a Rotten Tomato rating and none of them scored below 80%. I think this is the best lineup. This could be the best lineup we've ever done. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. (laughs) I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Okay, now we don't say this very often. On (laughs) track. 
play the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In the lineup for which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Wow! Wow. <laughs> I like a good pound. <laughs> Uh, Sadzak has has issued a few statements. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, <laughs> this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number eighty means harmony. Your headliner uh, tonight is Possessor. Possessor. Here we go. You have a very special nature. One we've worked hard together to unlock. Results are normal. Anything you want to flag? No. No, I'm fine. Mom! Hi, darling. How was your trip? Dull. Extraordinarily dull. Our next contract's a big one. The target is the CEO of the largest operation in the U.S. He'll be binding to Colin Tate. We can't afford any mistakes on this one. Ready? What's with you today? What do you mean? I'm in place. Can we help you? Finish this. What are you doing? I can't pull the trigger. I need to know. I need to know what she's done to me. It's become a danger. Where is she? Come out or I'll do it! Sometimes, that small thought is all it takes to lose control. Nathan, possessor, worried or excited? First of all, I'd like to thank uh, Daniel for holding off, possibly Amanda as well, on watching this movie because it's already available. I just really am interested in it and wanted to do the trailer. It's like a gritty trailer. Um, Looks like it's got a tight science fiction angle. It's the son of David Cronenberg, Brandon Cronenberg. So I imagine we'll dive into more of what that possibly implies but my main question to the round table this evening is christopher abbott that's two t's and two b's <laughs> is christopher abbott the next jake gyllenhaal hey hey jake hey jake i really hey, <laughs> i really like this guy 
I think he's awesome. I see him in, uh, what was that movie? Piercing. He's always got intensity, and he's always in these unique, interesting projects. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm oh, voting him onto my I team. To take it. <laughs> What'd you just say, Amanda? About uh, about to take it. Yeah, about- yeah. Let let the jokes begin because I'm I'm all about Abbott, and I also really like Andrea Risebrow as well. I watched her in another movie recently called Nancy, where she was this crazy chick that thought she was somebody's kid, but she wasn't. It was anyway. She's a good actress. Jennifer Jason Lee, the vocal fry, I could do without her. But Sean Bean, all the all the jokes ensue on the internet. Oh, can't wait for him to die. <laughs> That's all he does die yeah. in movies. But it looks like he doesn't, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm 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 100 in. I'm excited. Hour and 43 minutes. Wow me, Brandon and Christopher. Two T's, two T's, hey, two P's. Amanda. Um. <clears throat> yes, I like uh, Mr. Abbott. As well, he was one of the saving graces on on that show, Girls, that I hate watched for so long. Um, how do I feel about this this movie, though? Okay, I, it, I guess it's good. <laughs> it like totally is, and I should be really really excited about it. And I guess I am, but realistically, Daniel's gonna watch it without me, and that's okay. <laughs> Wow. I, I, I don't know what my problem is. I think that I just, I like, I'm just not as smart as I used to be. Mm. It's a little heady. I guess it's, it's, we, Yeah, it's just, it's a little high brow for sh- me. Should it's we like, perhaps summarize what the the film premise is? Well, no, I get it. You've, you've described it to me. Yeah, but did he mention the, the potential for body horror? Yes, yeah. It, did Daniel tell me that there could be body horror? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, a lot of the comments you read uh, on the old YouTubes and the Reddit and stuff, they're saying that some of the death scenes are very graphic and uh, may live up to... He may live up to his father's wishes. Right, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, may... whenever I'll watch it. So that's like a fuck it excited? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... Um, you know, you like to see a son follow in their father's footsteps, like organically. You know, you don't... It's not the kind of profession you can really force your son to do to do something. Um because it looks like he's trying to, you know, find his own way. But he also understands that his father has established himself in the horror genre with a very specific kind of horror, all focused on grotesquerie involving the body or shocking things involving the body and shocking visuals. Um, so even though this looks very, very tame, it's got the sort of vibe of the Cronenberg line, which is pulling yourself out of your body and putting it into somebody else's in order to, like, you know, be an assassin um, and lots of really violent brutality going on. Uh, I think there is probably definitely some potential, especially if you say that you've already heard that a lot of the death scenes are graphic. And Brandon Cronenberg has already done a previous film that had to do with like people becoming so obsessed with celebrities that they want their they want the same viruses and STDs that their favorite celebrities have. So they go to these like clinics and get these like, you know, cutesy little boxes and they get like injected with herpes and then go and like imagine themselves at home, like having sex with their celebrity obsessions. And it's like, it's disgusting. Hmm. Watching it is so foul on like a visual, physical, mental, all of it is disgusting. So I already know that he has a knack for it. If, if does it come up in this movie? It probably doesn't have to maybe to that degree, but I could definitely know he, he can do it. So I'm excited. Yeah. I think this movie is tip is basically like the tar- person that she targets to possess because he's close to whoever they want to kill resists. Right. 
and I was yeah, and I, and I was thinking that, and I, maybe you guys agree that intern would be like the perfect person to possess in, <laughs> in terms of like getting the job. You know, well, experiencing very little resistance, I guess. He would be in the back seat, like, do you just want to like keep driving? <laughs> or yeah, like, can you kill me from in here? <laughs> just totally absorb me, like I'm, I'm willing. <laughs> yeah. Are we are we going and then staying there? <laughs> also, can we masturbate? Yeah. Are you using that Jesus? There's uh, lots of free space to take over, you know? <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think a possessor intern? Or, or wait, or wait, the possessor goes in and then immediately becomes so depressed that they like commit, you know, sort of like. They'd have to get out. They'd be begging to get out and then they'd be trapped. They'd be my prisoner. Uh, they'd have to go to my safe box with me. Oh, they'd be, be so, so like unassuming. You'd just be like, "Oh, hey!" And they'd already be clawing their eyes out. That would turn into a different kind of torture film. Just torments <laughs> his possessor. Yeah, it'd be like totally welcoming, and then yeah, yeah, they'd want to die real quick, probably. Anyway, uh, Andrea Risebrow. So, do you know how many films she's been in on TPP? How many? Could be a lot. Seven. Wow. And Man, you know what Mandy's is the best one? one? I'm going to tell you what's the best one. Is it Mandy? Mindhorn. Mindhorn. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah. seriously, she's in a lot of good movies. Nocturnal Animals, Mindhorn, Battle of the Sexes, uh, Death of Stalin was not good. Mandy, uh, The Grudge, which I haven't seen, and now Possessor, Uncut. So are you, are you like tracking these? It'd be great to see who are like unofficial legends of TPP. Yeah, can you do something for the show again? Can you can you try? Uh probably. That'd be cool. I could I could look it up. But some of these actors now are coming up and because we've been doing this since 2014, but I've I've started to notice when there's people that have been in like multiple things that are good and I think the best part about her is that she's not in uh Disney movie. Oh, Jesus so she hasn't ruined, still hung ruined up. her career. God still hung up on Um anyway. What about Abbott? I really like her. What about Abbott? And I really want to watch this film. Abbott looks like he's doing a good job of copying mm-hmm. her facial expressions, yep. which is interesting. Two T's, two B's. Um Abbott. Two times. Let me see you do shit two times. Two times. Sorry. What else is he in? I don't have it. I don't have him up. Abbott? Yeah. He was he was in piercing. Uh, right. He's gonna be in the in the next trailer. <laughs> I know. That's Abbott. Two tits, two butts. Yeah. Two tits, two butts. James White, Whiskey mm. Tango Foxtrot. I haven't seen that. First man. Yeah. Piercing. I remember him from that. It yeah. comes at night. He was yeah. a standout, actually. He stole the show. I was always I was always uh like I was looking at Ryan Gosling, but my eyes were wandering over to the left. Jesus. I was like, uh, Christopher? Yeah. Abbott. Hello. He was in Vox Lux. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's been in a lot. Yeah, I see yeah. him in a trailer and I just put it in the lineup. Interesting. That's how it works. I thought you were doing that with Risebro. That could be too. I like her too. That could be yeah. something that it could be more of a comment on me than anything else. Yeah. Create a spreadsheet and tell me whether you're worried or excited. <laughs> I am excited. Okay. Good work. To make a spreadsheet and put her on it. Excellent. Trailer number two in the teeter position uh, for Trailer Park 126 is called Black Bear.
black bear. Here we go. You're Allison? Yeah, you're Gabe. Hi, I'm Allison. Oh, I know. I'm Blair. You're really pretty. You are too. You used to be an actress and now you're a director. Why'd you give it up? I didn't. So do you guys have a plan for this place? I don't really know what we're doing. We were living in Brooklyn and it was getting so expensive and we weren't really working, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I figured if um, I never learned how to cook, then I would never become a housewife. You're really hard to read. Yeah, you know what? I get that all the time. Do you find it weird acting in your own films? I actually find it kind of humiliating. Roll sound. Mark. Okay, whenever you're ready. Action. You don't think she knows what I'm up to? She's oversimplifying a lot. It's just so rare to pick a real artist's brain. How can you make something if you don't have anything to say? I have something to say. I just think the movie is the only way to say it. It's like she can't stand the fact that I have a single thought about this world. No, it's that I can't stand the thoughts about the world that you have. This has been so fun. You don't love me anymore. Leave me alone! Now I'm wondering what kind of mind games you're playing with me. He's my husband, okay? Claire, can you just I'm calm, can you calm down a little bit? Me? I've been lying since the second I got here. <laughs> You're you are in love with her, you are, I, I know it. This is what you wanted, okay? This is going to ruin us. Okay, we're I just want to be normal people again. Amanda, worried or excited? Well, I picked this movie for the lineup, so I am excited. I uh, I just like really love Aubrey Plaza all the time, whether she's being like goofy and weird or whatever. This looks like she's acting her ass off, at least in the trailer. It's a good trailer, whether the movie pans out or not, we'll see, but... Um, I like the tension that that seems to be building there and like what's real, what's their project. Um, I'm interested. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll follow up. I was a little bit concerned that it might have that sort of like uh, uh, low budget masturbatory feel. You know what I mean? Where they're like all just have like extremely long dialogues the whole time because they, they think that everything that they say is important. But once it started to give on to the impression that perhaps Aubrey Plaza was one of those like crazy directors from the past that will like totally fuck with their actors heads to get the results that they want. Then I was like, I'm in. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And she, she usually comes through on stuff. Uh, Miss Plaza. Mm, you see Daniel's immediately drawing the connection that she's a director and that she's directing this. I didn't think about that. I'm going to need a minute intern. Go ahead. <laughs> um, this is the type of self aggrandizing 
film within a film that I like to jerk off about. Mm, so Sun- Sundance Film Festival. Um, I would stand, I would probably clap for 15 minutes. Oh, just hang on a second here. I have, I have that. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, saying that I, it's under two hours, so maybe it wouldn't be 15 minutes. I wouldn't need that it's, long of a stretch at the end. It's the longest movie in our lineup tonight at one hour and 44 minutes. Yeah. This looks great. I was excited about the last one, but I feel like I'm almost exactly the same excited about this one for different reasons yeah, explain um, so far explain so far reason. this lineup is the greatest lineup <laughs> we've ever had poor intern's about to have a heart attack he's so excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, reminds, reminds me of the time that we went for nachos with the intern and saw plaza at the plaza wow yeah yeah we did though we went for nachos and went to a place a theater called the plaza and watched ingrid goes uh, wherever the hell she went West. Right. Ingrid goes west. There's also another one yeah. that she did with nuns that I feel like we watched at a independent theater as well. Uh you didn't watch that with me. Okay. I don't think you watched the other one with think. me either. Yeah, right. I feel like I watched both of those on Netflix. No. You came with us. We went to Plaza at the Plaza. No. No, I didn't. Anyway. Anyway. Amanda did select this movie for the lineup and she's called it everything except what its real title is. She's like, oh yeah, she was like, I was oh, yeah. Uh, black... that bear was the sec was the first word. I think it's called bear claw, black black claw, bear, black. bear, bear trap, bear trap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think it looks good. Uh, it obviously has um, you know people I'm interested in in the movie, specifically uh, Mr. Christopher Abbott and uh, Audrey Pla- Aubrey Plaza. I also like. I'm not sure who this other girl is, but she seems to be uh, she seems to be hated. She looks familiar. She Wait, does. That's the same guy from the other movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That like really gorgeous, dark haired, olive skin guy. Yeah, they're the same. Yeah. Put your T in his B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Daniel kind of blew my mind there. Like, yeah, she's going to be the director. It's going to get all fourth Wally. It's going to get twisty. And they've got solid acting there. This could be. It's got a lot of good reviews. Um, I. Some of the comments indicate people have seen it and they really liked it. So, all full steam ahead. Teeter. Excited. That's two. Can't wait for us to all shard the shit out of this lineup. It's great. This uh, Sarah Gadden was in Enemy. Yeah, that's right. And she's in True Detective. I don't remember her from True Detective, but I remember her specifically from Enemy. Oh, that's because... Uh... Starring Jake Gyllenhaal. <clears throat> it's time for The Fulcrum. And The Fulcrum tonight is the wolf of Snow Hollow. The wolf of Snow Hollow. Here we go. Six years, sober for three. This is scary. 
It's new. I never saw a body like that. There's going to be a lot of late nights and overtime because of the brutal murder that happened in town. And I didn't want to set up expectations that I can't keep. Our expectations of you are very low. Spans of the bites are gigantic. Same as the distance of the paw prints. It's a wolf. Or maybe it's a werewolf. No, let me just make this perfectly clear. There is no such thing as werewolves. Our killer is a guy, and I'm going to find him, and I'm going to kill and we're going to bring him to justice. We have every reason to believe that this monster will show up again tonight. I won't ask you to pray with me because of the goddamn lawyers. Where were you? Where were you? John, not of you talk to me at once, okay? They're saying it's a wolf. No, it's a man. When do I get to be right about something? Daniel, you worried or excited about the wolf of Snow Hollow? <laughs> <clears throat> um, a couple of things about the trailer, real quick. I like the little, you know, remake of Little Red Riding Hood that they've done. That they overlay it with. I do think that maybe they might have shorted themselves a little bit by not having a break in the music for some of the funny bits in the trailer because they just sort of get like rolled over and it doesn't. You kind of lose the vibe that you, that this movie is going to be like a really dark comedy horror. Because um, mm-hmm. I've also been told that, that this guy, the main guy that plays the sheriff in this, that his previous film, Thunder Road, I think it has sort of like a similar, odd, unique, comedic style to it as well. And so I'm actually curious to see this on a couple of different levels. One, I only give werewolf movies a chance every once in a while. I think the last time I gave a werewolf movie a chance was Wolf Cop. And that's like... It's been the right amount of time now for another unique or fun take on the werewolf. So I think I'm going to hop in on that with this movie. Um, even though, like I said, I do wish that they kind of like played up the comedic beats a little bit more. But it does look stylish and it looks kind of weird and funny. So uh, I'm excited. So this will be my wolf movie for the, for the next five years. One hour, 23 minutes. Perfect. Right. And I actually watched Thunder Road last night. Oh, and you were doing some some show prep. Uh, I was just interested because I was like, because Chelsea watched this trailer and she was like, well, that guy's terrible. <laughs> yeah, he gives off that vibe at yeah, first. Yeah, she's she's like, it's like, that guy's a terrible actor. And I'm like, well, I think I think Thunder Road is actually pretty acclaimed. And then I looked it up and it's, yeah, it's got like a really high rating, lots of good reviews. And I'm like, well, how can this guy be terrible and then also have this movie that he just wrote and directed and did really well with. So I watched it because I was curious. And yeah, he's got this like something about him. And he just, he carries the whole thing. Thunder Road, he's like this cop who his whole life is falling to fucking pieces. He, he's, he's trying to put a good face on everything, but he's in total shambles. His mom died, his divorce, his kids getting taken away from him. He's just slowly starting to break down. And uh, watching him endure all of that and carry that movie makes me have a tremendous amount of faith because in this movie it looks like he's a bit more of a douche which is where i think he 
<laughs> it's, I think that's where he should go with that character, with his energy. Is I think he should be a, a douchebag. And I, I'm predicting that the wolf is not a real wolf either, because that would be a lot funnier if that douchebag was right in the end. Right. <laughs> I'm excited. Intern? Um, does Amanda want to spoil this? Why would I spoil it? Okay, I'll do it. Um, oh, he's going to say he's worried. You fucking son of a you actually might have talked me out of it with this Thunder Road conversation because watching this trailer, it makes me think of two things that I really dislike. One is that it looks like it's a TV show. And two is that the worst movie I have seen on TPP was a werewolf movie. Which one? Was it where? Uh, that's what's coming to mind. I don't know. It this might is, have been where. This is unfair bias. This is anyway, nonsense. It's an hour and 23 um, minutes. No, but I get yeah. where he's coming from. I, I myself <laughs> can only allow one werewolf movie every once in a while. <laughs> but if this turns into a mind horn situation, I could end up really enjoying this. That's where, I don't know. Well, then you should say optimistically excited, right? I am so worried and want to be excited. But it, mm. when I watch it, I'd love to be proven wrong. I don't think I will enjoy this. Worried. <sighs> well. Pick us back up, Amanda. Yeah, but like, does it look good? It looks campy. <laughs> looks campy. Does you it? You like campiness, right? I do, but like, honestly, this trailer wasn't campy enough for me. It's like, what's with this music? And why do I have to deal with his like sad alcoholism? <laughs> Been in the program for six years, sober for three. Yeah, it's probably because it's, it's probably because halfway through this movie, when nobody believes him, he's gonna break down and just get fucking hammered. That's what's gonna happen, and so, and I don't want that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, brutal murder that's happened. Why can't it be funnier? I think it will be. Movie? Okay, fine. I'll be optimistically excited. I think you should watch. <laughs> I think you should watch uh, Thunder Road. The first fifteen minutes of Thunder Road is him like going up in front of his mom's casket having this dramatic uh, monologue and just this, he's like breaking down and then he's shaking it off and he's breaking it down and shaking it off and trying to play some music and the music doesn't work so he starts doing this prepared dance that he prepared even though the music isn't working he's just still gonna do it anyway because he spent a lot of time preparing for this and choreograph this dance and gonna do it <sighs> It's just by the by the twelfth minute, you're just like, how is he pulling this off? Like this should be unwatchable trash, and I should want to walk away. But I'm fascinated by this guy. <sighs> anyway, maybe that changed your mind. <laughs> I said excited. Okay. Yeah, so far it's only intern fucking up. <laughs> yeah, fucking. That's what I'm here for. And that. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> Just had to mock him for a few seconds to feel better. <sighs> anyway, totter on the rocks. On the rocks. Here we Go. Hi, Dad. Hey, kiddo. Oh my gosh, do you look beautiful. Cliff, 
How's your mom's hip? Good, thanks. Good. He thinks you're my girlfriend. Grace. Been busy? Yeah. Dean's traveling with clients all the time, and I'm just the buzzkill waiting to schedule things. Just, I'm so stuck. So Dean's going away a lot, huh? On business trips? Dad. Raise your hand if that sounds fishy. He's not like you. He's a good guy, a great dad. Sure, it's nature. Males are forced to fight, to dominate, and to impregnate all females. Maybe he's just not interested in me anymore. Impossible. A woman is at her most beautiful between the ages of 35 and 39. Great, so I have many months left. Felix, you're back in town. Been busy? Yeah. Got a lot going on. Do you? He should be worshiping the ground you walk on. And if he's doing something dishonorable, you need to know. What if Dean's just busy? I'm in a rut. That's it. I think we should follow him. What? I think you better see him in action. This is your idea of incognito? So this is the place to have an affair. It has the most exits. Exits on three streets. Can you just act a little less excited about this? Because this is my life. Oh. It might be falling apart. I don't know why women get plastic surgery. Because of men like you. Mm -mm. I prefer the factory original. <laughs> yeah, and every other make and model. Thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> Are there two? Oh, scared me. Intern, worried or excited? Oh, I'm excited. This uh, seems like my kind of humor. And, what if this uh, is all like a big elaborate trick and, this, and we just didn't show you the other part of this trailer where it shows that this is actually a werewolf movie? <laughs> well, the uh, production value in this one is uh, pretty high quality. But if your last name is Coppola, then you've got enough money to to do that. So... Uh, I don't know. I, I, it looks uh, like I'm going to like it. I think Bill Murray's going to be funny. And I think his uh, daughter's going to be funny, too. What's her name? Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. She also looks familiar. The Office, Parks and Rec. Yeah, both things I haven't seen. Did you know? Oh, she's the girlfriend. In, no, she's not in the social network. She's the lawyer in that. Yeah, she's the lawyer on social network. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was your reference. That was your reference. Wow. wow. Jesus That's Christ. That's like offense. Yeah. I'm offended on her behalf. <laughs> Some. I only watch movies. I don't know nothing about TV shows. He's so pretentious. Anyway, um, what was the movie that Sofia Coppola first made with Scarlett Johansson? Lost in Translation. Right. When she was workshopping Lost in Translation, when she was when Coppola was workshopping the script for it. Uh, she had Rashida Jones uh, doing the part of Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. So they have a long relationship with each other. And I always think it's interesting when uh, you can identify the relationships between directors and actors and all that stuff. I find that stuff to be fun. This looks charming. Bill Murray looks charming. Um, is Marlon Wayans cheating on her? What's the outcome here? Oh, I hope so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Probably has to in order to get the movie some conflict. Yeah, he's definitely lost interest in her. He's given her a pound after he hasn't seen her for a while, it looks like. Walks up to her, gives her the pound. She's all like, oh, God, my husband doesn't love me. Anymore. What if he's gay? <gasps> please, please. Whoa. 
I bet that's it. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> but that gay, did it, hey? Gay with Bill Murray. Oh, Jenny Slate's in this. I really like her. Yeah. So that's uh, excited from the both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on track I, for the shard. I think it looks like a nice movie, but does it feel like a real movie? That's the question. <laughs> well, mm. yeah, like it no, was that's, filmed with that's, a camera. That, that's a good point because yeah. Lost in Translation didn't really have a point. It was just this like comfortable, easy viewing snapshot of somebody's life without a first, second, or third act. It was just like, oh, art house, whatever that was. Okay. Right. How how dazed and confused he is this. Took a shot at it. It's fine. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, What was that show that you, that you were, were watching that had Rashida Jones that was like a bit more... It was like a uh, like an R rated show. Black as fuck. Black as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That like I've only ever seen her play that sort of like sarcastic best friend, slightly in the background role. So and she's great at that. But in Black as fuck, you got to see her be a bit more like of a different kind of person, of a hard ass. And I think that gives me more faith in her being able to banter back and forth really well with Bill Murray. And so as I was thinking about that, I actually like quietly tip myself over into excited territory because I was I was leaning back a little bit. I did have that fear that it might just sort of meander and then if them goofing off with each other gets tiresome then what else is there to cling on to? But then I'd also be like, wait, you know, Aronofsky made this dude a decent actor talking about Marlon Wayans. So he can be restrained. He's not going to be a problem in it. I guess, yeah. I guess I'm, I guess I'm tipping over to excited. <sighs> five hole five hole has a little history with tpp it's really uh interesting that intern's been bringing this uh stuff up all night connections to previous episodes well this movie has a connection to two different lineups and it is called synchronic Synchronic. Here we go. You know, they say we see everything once in this game. Pretty sure we've never seen this. you of something pretty unbelievable or I'm dead. Thank you. 
anything to get her back. But this is, I mean, the next dose could kill you. There are things that are far worse than death. What happened to him? They're not returning. It's gotta be me. You can't deal with reality. Yeah. <laughs> the clock keeps ticking down. The time is an illusion. Nathan, wrap it up for us. Worried or excited? We're synchronic. One hour, 36 minutes. We did Spring. We did The Endless. The Moorhead and Benson uh, duo. Um, if we're not excited about them yet, Synchronic's going to change that. I like that they said that as if you're like, hey, you know the the eagle from Avengers and I think that guy from Upgrade? If you're not obsessing over these guys... <laughs> That's really funny. That's not the guy from Upgrade. That's no, that's Jamie Dornan. Oh yeah, uh, yeah sorry. Uh, yeah, Fifty Shades. Yeah. Although, although guy from Upgrade is basically Jamie Dornan with a bump on his head. Right. And they all kind of look like Cavill, but a little younger. Uh-huh. And Jamie Dornan, um, quick story. Watched him on an episode of Graham Norton, and he talked about his walk. Yeah, he's a toe walker. Yeah, he's a pigeon toe walker, and he like did his walk on Graham Norton and they made a big deal about it. And he walked back and forth like his tippy toes. And I, I can't get it out of my head. And just every time he's walking, I'm just like, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> anyway, it's troubling me. I don't, I don't know. I don't think this is a time travel movie, even though it kind of suggests that it could be. I think it's more about the drugs. They're taking a pill and it distorts reality and it possibly fucks with time too. I have no idea, but how fucked up could they get in an hour and 36 minutes? Are they going to try and like, because I'm worried a little bit because dark, you know, it dipped my toe in then it went full to my torso. And then, it, you know, season three, it's got a hold of my the back of my head. I'm afraid of this movie dunking my head right away. Right. But I'm definitely interested because Moorhead and Benson, they did these other movies that were interesting enough to get on the lineups. And then now they've attracted Dornan and Anthony Mackie to be the leads in this movie, which means this has to be better than those other two movies, right? I don't know. Does it mean that? Why would they be? Why would they do it? Why would they sign up with these two guys to do this movie if they didn't think the script was super interesting? How many bad movies has Jake Gyllenhaal been in? What are you, like, what uh, are you, trying, to, what are you trying to say? That I'm I have, saying that like actors aren't always the best judge of. Oh, I thought you said I had terrible scripts. taste. No, no. the director <laughs> likes the film. <laughs> okay, no, I just, uh, Stronger was terrible. What do you want me to say? Tight rope. The boxing movie, bad. What do you want me to say? Ah, but we were both excited about the boxing. Don't you forget TPP thirty two. All right, I was there. Okay. Um, but didn't we watch the endless and I hated it, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. spring. So that's two out of three that that, that we don't like from that list. <laughs> spring, like they not good. The the cinematography was really good in spring, and that's that's about as far as everything goes with all of their movies. Seems that way. They like they leave you or they leave you. Yeah, they they leave lacking. 
So that's my main concern with this. But then, you know, it's got a name like Synchronic and taking drugs and altering with reality <laughs> and people freaking out writing Time is a Lie on the walls. And, that's all up my alley. And they're both hot. Those other two movies did not have hot people. Oh, yeah. That was my main concern. I was like, are these guys hot enough to pull off this low budget sci-fi? Well, I just want if I'm going to be in a shitty movie, I want to have hot guys. Right. So, I mean, I'll shard for Nathan only. He, he just looks at Falcon. And he's like, you want to come to my playroom? <laughs> It's got to take these drugs first, so it feels like we're in a war-torn country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you sharding with me, Amanda. You're welcome. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I will put an excited on this because I do want to see it, so I guess I can't say that I'm worried because I will make a point of watching this. This is the... I, I, I want this to be good, and if it's got a little bit of that low-budget, gritty vibe to it, you know, then all the better, especially if they hit the finer points of a good sci-fi film and they also just i can't tell if they're just throwing this word around now because it sounds good when you attach it to a movie like this but it said lovecraftian nightmare mm-hmm. we'll see yeah that was a turn off you know what the best part of this whole trailer was is uh when it said spectacular and then it tilted the word spectacular i was like yeah that's nice <laughs> <laughs> well that's actually uh a quote from Chris Bumbray of Joe Blow. And Joe Blow doesn't usually make it onto these uh, oh, quoting persuasion know. credit reels. And I, I follow Joe Blow on Twitter and I check out their movie ratings and I don't disagree with the majority of what Bumbray says is good. So although it's odd that a quoting persuasion uh, entry for this movie is from Joe Blow, I actually appreciate and know more about that specific critic than most quoting persuasion. So I think it's actually a positive. Carry on. Did he did he write a positive review for the previous two, for Spring and The Endless? I will try and find that out in the background while you continue to be judgy and fuddy-duddy. Okay. Uh, I think this is going to be very similar to both Spring and The Endless in that the visuals are going to be good, the camera work's going to be good, and I am not going to enjoy it. I'm worried less than than the fulcrum <laughs> but still worried uh the poster looks kind of cool it looks like a book a book cover for some like uh teen teen sci-fi book so what uh, if Amanda, were you excited yeah yeah uh i don't think bumbray rated spring or the endless but he did give this oh. nine out of ten. Nine out of ten holy moly so that's pretty high. And you're giving it a 1 out of 10 without even seeing it because you're a funny No, daddy. no. I'd be starting around a 4 probably. Yeah, because wow. on interns, like, scale of 10, nothing actually gets to have a 9 or a 10. Like, they're just grayed out forever. Oh, no, that's not true. I've yeah. got lots of lots of films. Yeah, Parasite's a 10. Like, yeah. those films aren't, like, legal. Yeah, for sure. You should have seen him watching the Oscars. He, like, he was speaking. Oh, yeah. It was, like, orgasm after orgasm. It was he great. Was walking around the room speaking Korean. We had no idea what was going on. Yeah, which is interesting because I really only know some Japanese and not Korean at all. Like only Harvey Weinstein films get a 9 or a 10. You know, I've been watching a lot of uh, old movies recently, ones that I really like, yeah. and they're all produced by him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'll be around in name at least for a while. It's a good note to end the show, though. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you stopping by. Amanda, once again, thank you for sitting in that chair and letting it guide you to the end of mm-hmm. the episode. To a shard. We appreciate that. To, yeah, guided you to a shard. That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't really have any good music to take us out on. Intern, why don't you sing us something? Where's um, yeah, where's your uke? Can you play us something as an outro for the episode? 
Harvey and Bob made so many films. I need to watch Scott Rudin produce 20 more movies before they pass the Weinsteins. I don't even know who that guy is. That was beautiful. Scott Rudin produced a bunch of Fincher stuff. Joel Silver and McTiernan making 80s thrillers. Now do Over the Rainbow. Somewhere. With your uke. God damn it. Under my rainbow underwear. Don't you? I don't understand. I thought you were a musician. You'll find a pubic hair. Why are there so many? (laughs) Song about rainbows. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.